Uh, warm welcome back. This is the Big Small Business Show, and it's time for me to give Cindy some feedback on her questions. So, uh, welcome, Cindy. Thank you. All right. You know, when 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 I when I listen to the problem, I look at the insert. I start to doubt myself whether my advice and my experience over the last 22 years is valid here. But I will go, come back to the fact that I'll back myself in this because over the last 22 years, I've seen many entrepreneurs who, ha as you put it, have the gift of the gap. They've got charisma, they've got talent, they've got networks, they've got everything. Everything fits well for them. And as they do things, they, 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 whatever they touch starts to turn to gold. But what I've seen over, the, over time is that as that expands further and further, and each of those little tentacles that they've started to create, like the rental or the manufacturer or the retailing or the inter interior decorating or the this or the that or the whatever's going to come up for you in the next few years, starts to create more and more complexity. And it's at some point, it starts to implode. And then the choice is, what do I do? Do I chase the things that are, are making money or do I protect you know, do I go and protect what's imploding and prevent it from imploding? Do I mm. take my focus and I go there, or do I, do I look at this opportunity and uh, and they vacillate and eventually they don't. They put in fifty percent in there because they, they there's a key member of staff that left there. Th this one there was bad debt that is here and the client's not paying here, and this this something else is happening here, and they basically implode in, in on themselves. And I've seen that time and time again. And what, what happens with people who have got that gift of the gab is they also see opportunity everywhere because opportunity presents them. They're positive people where you come across as a positive person who sees all these things. So I'm not saying don't, don't expand. That's not don't hear what I'm saying is don't, don't hear, don't expand. What I'm asking you to do is expand thoughtfully and expand with the right core competence in the center that serves all the things that make money and have the discipline to say no. You know, they say in strategy, it's, strategy is more about what you say no to than what you say yes to. Absolutely. And you seem to be saying, I'm sure there's things you've said no to, but you're saying uh, a yes to a lot of things that in, in situ start to, to start to feel like the right decision. But later on, if you ex extrapolate that, it, it's not the right, right decision. So as a pilot, if I can use the metaphor, you're not going to take off if you don't know where you're going to land. Absolutely. You're not going to take off if you, don't ha you haven't checked that you've got enough fuel okay, for a return flight, etc., etc. I don't have to teach you those things. But you seem to be doing that in the business. When I ask you around what the franchise, what you want, you sort of, you, you, you sort of got a basic idea but you haven't thought through it, what does that mean? Is it a retailer? It is a distributor. They're two different things. How do they make money? Um, I, like all those kinds of things, where, where, where is that? What's the value proposition for that? And if you even have done that in, a, in, a, in a, any form, I come back to this, the center is that, coming back now, I'll use the metaphor, the commercial airline metaphor, can the engines hold, withstand that kind strain. of st strain? On, on the business because as you're taking off and you're taking off right now, you know you're most vulnerable and you're getting power, 
but any kind of you c if you can lose power very very quickly here feel like i'm a commercial pilot but i'm not <laughs> okay um, so to me the the answer is around your core competencies for you the biggest decision before you decide on franchise what is timeless opulence what are the core competencies what are the things the three or four things that timeless op opulence does better than anyone else what would you never outsource ever okay what would you invest money and time and effort into what would you want to be world best at those two to three to four things maximum four things have to be in the center of your whole strategy mm. right mm. now if you go back to let's call it this rental if those three or four things don't relate to rental don't do rental say here's go find a rental company and and sell them the, the furniture and let them rent the furniture and and have a commission agreement for whatever lead you, you get there because it's not there. I'm not saying no. maybe it is part of that, but now you keep focusing on, on these things here and not on these 10 other things that are putting more and more strain. And your whole focus is building these core competencies. Now, generally in those businesses, you'll have two to three lines or divisions that will, will most benefit from it. Mm. Mm. And that you want to focus, focus, focus on building those out. My last point really now, I mean, uh, this is a big topic, but is to build a division f um, model. So you've got this division, this division, that division. You've got heads of division mm. and your departments, it's, an, it's a matrix. You've got divisions running along the, the x-axis and down the y-axis all your departments. And this department, the marketing department, markets for those divisions. Mm. The finance department does finance for those. But you're going to expand too quick, and then you're going to stretch this out. So it's about thinking about how you roll out. So my quick answer to you is don't franchise yet. Yes, yes. Get the answer to the, the question, what are my core competencies first? Then decide what your divisions are and what sequence you want to focus on them. And then slowly but surely, if you want to build out your divisions, then, then do that. Cindy, that's all we've got time for, for today. I hope I've given you something to think Absolutely about. Absolutely have. Thank you, Alan. Okay. <laughs> and keep flying. <laughs> Thank you. Well, based on this interview, I'll share some pointers with you a bit later in the show. However, now it's time for our series on how to build an FMCG brand. I wanted to say a company, but it's a brand or a company, whatever you want. In studio with us today, we've got uh, now a regular, Ryan Chef Lurie. He's the founder of Namia Japan, which is a high caffeine content drink. And we've been talking about uh, actually building your brand as a fast moving consumer good and what to do to make sure it has the highest probability of success. Last week, we spoke about uh, the positioning of your product. Today, we're going to talk about the, the price, pricing strategy. And uh, that, that's a quite an important thing in terms of building uh, your brand to make sure that the, the pricing is commensurate with with the positioning. Sure, I mean, I, you know, I think I think pricing is, is always a, a difficult conversation, and it's always one of those where oh, you know, I need to get a finance manager, and I need to get an account manager, and you know, someone needs to explain all these things to me, and we can really simplify it um, to a large extent. One of the most important things to do, obviously, is make sure you've dealt with your costs, and that I'm sure you know we'll, we'll get to talk about in, in more detail at other points, but. If you've managed to deal with that, now you're deciding on what your selling price is going to be. And understanding that this talks to another two by two matrix. You know, we've spoken about it before where you have your little graph and let's look at it like this. You have the idea of quality and price. 
those are the two things that you need to need to look at now. And in the industry and in, and in multiple industries when introducing a product, you always got to decide where are we going with this? What strategy are we, are we going for? Are we going for a low quality and low price to distribute to a mass environment? And that was the old thinking of FMCG. Or are we going on the opposite extreme of looking at a high quality and high price? You got to decide where it, where it goes. So there effectively are four different options that you can look at. So what are the four strategies? So the four strategies are economy, penetration, skimming, and obviously the premium, which is where the highest or most high value and expensive products are. The old FMCG route of doing things was always about economy, low price, um, relatively low quality, and get it out as much as possible. What's happened is, is that those other three quadrants are really where you want to play with your product. You want to look, are you going to say, let's penetrate the market, let's drop the price, but have a great quality product to get market share and then we can lift it later or are you going to look at skimming and skimming says well you know what let's drop the price but lift the quality and then again lift the price later or you're going to go in at the target market that you want in terms of your pricing high quality high price and make sure that you in that you actually intimate that it is a quality quality product thanks ryan for for that uh, nice visual the two by two that's all we've got time for in today's insert uh, in terms of building your own FMCG brand. Uh, we'll be back next week with some more. But that's it uh, for this slot today. We'll be right back straight after this.